0: This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro.
1: Past few years, we've actually seen quite a bit of volatility in the markets. You've seen it going up, you've seen it going down. But in 2022, it just seems like it's going down. And you know, when we look at the prices of everything going up, uh, the markets going down, a lot of people are wondering: Are we in a recession right now? And you know, if you're not wondering about the recession, uh, a few people out there may even be wondering about this one new word called stagflation. You probably haven't heard that word. In almost 50 years. But today on the Wealth of Ohio show, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the economy, whether or not recession's on the horizon, or whether we have reasons to be optimistic. And as always, for our Wealth of Ohio podcast listeners, our bonus segment, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe what are some of the assets that you could be putting your, 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 your uh, money into right now uh, to hopefully ride out some of the storms that we see coming up on the horizon. But As always, I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, the founder of Prism Wealth Management, and this show is all about helping you, the people of Ohio, better understand what's going on in the world, what's going on in the economy, how it impacts your wealth, whether it's your financial wealth, your physical wealth, or your spiritual and mental wealth as well. And as always this week, I have our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore here with us. How are you doing this week, Tony?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. I've had a good week, uh, celebrated my son's birthday, and... I got together with some family and friends, but uh, just uh, trying to keep busy here and get all the work done. Uh, I've got a to-do list every spring, of course, cleaning <laughs> out the garage and, and things like that. But yeah, I've been uh, really like everyone else watching uh, you know uh, the markets, uh, the volatility, inflation, uh, what's going on out there? So I, I'm I'm anxious to get into this topic. Uh, it's a, it sounds like a good one. And Matt's with us. Matt Gilbert is with us again today. Matt, how have you been?
2: Oh, not too bad, Tony. Just trying to get to that weekend and enjoy some hopefully warmer weather again, like last weekend. That's right. You know, give it five minutes in Ohio,
1: we'll see how the weather changes. That's how it usually goes. But you know it, it, it's really interesting to see. And so, if you're if you're a new listener to the show, we do try and make sure to simplify things and help explain things to you. But if you're a longtime listener of the show, we we want to dive into the substance. We're going to get a little deeper for you as well too today. So, but as you're listening, you may have questions. You may have things you want to know a little bit more about. If you actually sign up for our weekly email list, then every week we email you links to the, all the articles and all the sources that we use on this show. So that way you can kind of follow along and hopefully maybe learn a few things along the way. I know learning isn't exactly, you know, something that we all strive to do every day, but, you know, something that hopefully we do a little bit more of as time goes by, because the more you learn, you know, the the calmer you can be in times like right now when the world seems so chaotic. And if you want to get on our weekly email list, you can always call 330-804-0123 and give us your name and email address. We'll add you to the list. Uh, You can even text that number, 330. 308040123 with your name and email and we'll get you on our mailing list too. Uh, you can go to our website myprismwealth.com and sign up there as well too. You can message us there. So plenty of ways. If you want to see that, if you have questions on what we talk about, we want to make sure that you know we're providing you with the information so you can evaluate it for yourself. But why we're talking about this today? I was going through the uh, the news and the articles and the sources that I like to go through, and I came across an article by one of my favorite authors, uh, Noriel Rubini. He did an article in Market Watch. Now people call Noriel Rubini Doctor Doom, just so you understand, because he's normally the one predicting the (laughs) recession. And, and and all that as well, too. So sure. normally when he writes something, it's saying, hey, it, it's time to pay attention. So he, it's not like he writes it every week or something like that. The, whenever he starts making publications, normally I start picking up and listening. And what... What bummed me out, like usually when I've read his articles throughout the year, he'll go through the problems that he sees, but he'll kind of lay the foundation on, okay, here's how we avoid it, or here's why it won't be that bad. This article was mostly doom and gloom. So I want to go into some of the reasons that he sees, and I think it's reasons that all of us know. I mean, anyone who's paying attention to world events understands these are some of the risks there. But to be fair and balanced, we also had Matt go out and look up some additional information uh, as to, you know, who are the people that say... No, we don't see any problems in the economy, and what are their arguments as well? So hopefully we'll have a little point, counterpoint today as we go through the show, but before we do that, it was announced recently that first quarter GDP dropped by 1.4%. So record GDP growth in 2021, and that's a lot of spending that the government did last year. That's no surprise that we saw the economic growth. A lot of companies were, uh, because of the supply shortages, a lot of companies were pumping their inventories. You know, the companies hold back inventory and supply themselves. A lot of them pump that inventory out into the economy to spur that growth. Now their inventories are lower, they're having to bring more things in, and that's creating a slower economic growth forecast. So the economy shrunk one quarter. If it shrinks quarter two, we might actually be in a recession right now, believe it or not, folks. You might actually believe that because given what you've seen in the markets and markets are dropping, we have those concerns. So I want to talk about Norio Rabini, but I also want to talk about stagflation today as well. So
0: that's Stag- a new, I I'm yeah. not sure what that is so I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to the stagflation I haven't heard about yeah. that one
1: so stagflation so there's inflation deflation stagflation you know inflation everyone's heard of things are you know things are getting more expensive over time or the dollars sure. being devalued over time deflation is where you know the price of goods is actually dropping over time and that's something that they try and avoid because that can cause your economy to go into a tailspin very quickly stagflation hasn't happened since 19 19- 1973 to 1975. That's how long it's been since we've seen stagflation in this country. But in order for there to be stagflation, there's a great article that we've included or a great definition that we've included uh, in our show notes. Stagflation, in order for that to happen, you have to have slower economic growth. You have to have uh, inflation being high. So check and check on those. And third, you have to have unemployment steadily high. That's the one condition that has not been met yet in order to say we are in a stagflation environment. But we are definitely seeing inflation with a sign of recession at the same time. And so things are getting more expensive while the economy is contracting. That's not a good recipe. And in fact, when when we had stagflation back in the 70s, the markets dropped 40% during that time, and they did not recover for almost five years. So it's definitely a concern there and something that you want wow. to learn about and pay attention to. But, you know, I think Noriel Rubini did a great job in his article of just explaining everything that we see uh, on here. And, in fact, he actually the article we linked is from MarketWatch, but he actually originally posted it in Project Syndicate, which uh, if you look them up online, a lot of the, the lo- big thinkers and world leaders will write articles in Project Syndicate regularly. So that's the only authors that they use is major economists, world thinkers,
2: and things like that. So it's a great resource, too. So... Robert, mm-hmm. you talked about three different things. Yeah. Deflation, inflation, stagflation. Mm-hmm. As an advisor, do you change your philosophy depending on what stage we're in or are you more of a long-term planning the plans set? I mean, a lot of these things change
1: faster than your portfolio can change and by the time you're aware of them, uh, you know, like you don't get to see the inflation numbers until after the inflation's already happened. So certain things you can't stay ahead of in there. But If you're seeing those trends, obviously, uh, you know, most people, they they tend to freeze right now. They're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm nervous. I'm just going to do nothing because they always say don't sell when the market's dropping. Okay, well. Vocabulary is important. So we always say, what do we mean when we say don't sell? We mean don't withdraw extra money from your account. Okay. We don't mean uh, when when we're saying don't sell, what we're actually telling you is don't call me for an extra 20,000 out of your account right now because taking the money out right now could be a mistake. However, if you're in an investment that we don't see recovering quickly and something that's going to be damaged for a long time like if, you know, you're in you're you're in a company that's failing or something along those lines. Like Netflix? Oh yeah, something <laughs> uh, you know, whew, oh, 70% yeah. down. Yeah, so companies that are dropping quite a bit, okay, you can hold on to those if you want, but if you see something that's going to recover quicker or has better growth prospects for you that you think is going to help you recover quicker, It's absolutely you could be considering those options right now. And if you're worried about the market dropping further than it already has, this is the time to be looking at your portfolio and saying, "Okay, how much of this money do I want to protect right now? Okay, what percentage of my portfolio do I want to protect? And then once you can decide that, you can figure out which options actually make sense out there. And we're going to talk a little bit about those options later in our bonus segment for all our podcast listeners. So always remember, we do the radio show. We come on 93.5 on the weekends. Saturday morning and Sunday morning, Saturday at 7:30, Sunday at 9:30 in the morning, but you can always go to our website myprismwealth.com and click on the radio link and see our shows plus the full podcast version of our show which includes bonus segments. You can also check out the podcast. Uh, we got what Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Amazon Podcasts. What's
0: what's the other one there? Google Play? Yep. Google. Google Google Podcasts. They changed it to podcasts. They have a separate uh, site for it, Google Podcasts.
1: So you'll find us basically anywhere if you look, the short and sweet version of it. But the information is there. So... You have to pay attention to that, and these are the times to evaluate. If you don't have a plan in action, a plan of action in place to say if I start seeing these things happen, then I know I should do those things over there. You're setting yourself up for failure. You just are, you know, with it as well. And if you're looking at retiring in the next couple of years and looking at the potential of a major loss in your accounts, you, this is the time to reevaluate things and say what changes should I make right now, or sh- am, am I fine? Like imagine knowing that you're fine right now and you don't need to make any changes that you could be calmer right now? Wouldn't that feel better as well, too? So you want to have that knowledge and that information. That's part of why we do investment analysis inside of our clear retirement solution when people come meet with us to let you know how aggressive your portfolio is, what risk exposure we see, how much fees you're paying, how much income your portfolio could be generating. Like, right. I mean, think about it. If you knew right now that you could be getting $2000 a month from your investments, but if the market dropped 40%, you might only be able to get 1200 a month from your investments, right? okay, I kind of want to be aware of that now. And is there something I can do to make sure that my income doesn't have to drop that much in retirement? Yes, there are options. You just need to go through and start meeting with financial professionals and the clear retirement solution there is to help you see where you stand in terms of all the five key areas of planning for retirement, income, investments, investments, tax efficiency, healthcare, and legacy. So if you'd like to schedule a complimentary time to come meet with me in either my Worcester or Wadsworth office, remember we're local people here, uh, all you got to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. But before we go to our break here really quick, I did just want to quickly mention that um, we also do a lot of classes. So when you go to our, our, our workshops, I don't want to call them class, workshops uh, with that. And uh, they're usually, they're, they're always free events. Like we don't charge for people to come to these events. We are going to be doing one on social security coming up. It is going to be out at the connection, or sorry, at the Schishler Center and uh, at the OARDC here in Worcester. So the Ohio Agricultural Research uh, Development uh, Department or whatever. Center. Uh, center. There you go. Development Center. There you go. Uh, we're going to be out there. We're going to be out there in the month of June. We will be there from, uh, or sorry, on Tuesday the 7th and Wednesday the 8th. Both evenings are at 6 p.m. You don't need to go both nights. You can go one or the other. And again, just give us a call, 330-804-0123, and we can get you signed up for either of those evenings where you can start learning a little bit more about Social Security. But when we come back from our break, we'll talk about the Noriel Rabini article. We'll talk about the reasons why maybe we should be a little bit concerned right now, and we'll talk about maybe some of the reasons why maybe you shouldn't be that concerned about what's going on in the markets and the economy. But we'll be back in just a moment with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and
0: podcast. Do you feel prepared for retirement? Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management works to help people navigate the uncertainties of retirement strategies. If you would like help understanding complex topics like Social Security, tax deferral, or growing your nest egg, visit his website at wealthofohio.com or give his office a call at 330-804-0123 or online at wealthofohio.com. firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. All right. Welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, Robert Dodaro, and our guest host, Matt Gilbert. And today we've been talking about what happens when inflation meets recession, and good show today so far, Robert.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know this is a topic on everybody's mind right now. I mean, you're watching what's going on in the world, uh, and ever since 2020, realistically, it's been one heck of a roller coaster ride for everybody. So, uh, God bless you for riding through this and and and, and uh, going through everything that we've gone through as a country, as a world, uh, and you know. The, unfortunately, I, I wish I could say that the the, the the tough times are over, but, you know, I am more of the opinion that, you know, probably within the next 12 to 18 months, we probably will see a recession. It could very well be sooner. You know, the GDP going down 1.4 percent in the first quarter uh, is a warning sign. And we included an article in our show notes that you can get just by joining our email list. Call, send us your name and email. Uh, you can either call or text it to us at 330 804 Zero, one, two, three, but they're talking about uh, having, the Fed having to raise interest rates all the way up to two point seven five percent before the end of the year. So they're only at a quarter of a percent right now, which would mean they would need to do ten regular interest rate hikes over six meetings so that math doesn't add up wow so no. that t- that says that big interest rate hikes are on the horizon so if the fed's raising interest rates h- faster and harder meanwhile remember they were printing that 120 billion dollars a month to prop up the markets yeah
0: oh, they
1: they stopped that at the end of the end of 2021 and beginning of 2020 they cut that spigot off really quickly we did this before back in 08 and 09 and we cut the spigot off But when when we stopped printing money back then, we slowly wound it down, then slowly started to raise interest rates. We cut the spigot off fast, and we're raising interest rates fast right now. The other thing they waited on was all that money they're printing is on the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. The Federal Reserve has to get that money off their balance sheet. And we saw them do this in 2018 and 2019, and it created problems in the market as well, too. They're talking about having it up to $95 billion a month coming off the Federal Reserve's balance sheet very soon. So that means instead of adding $120 billion to prop up the markets and economy, they're going to start taking $95 billion a month out. So we're going to be taking money out of the economy, while there's inflation, while we're raising interest rates, okay? That, to me, says, hey, there's there's at least reason to be concerned that the Federal Reserve and their actions could trigger a recession if they haven't already. So those are the concerns that I have, and I know Noriel Rubini has some others in there, especially when you're talking about – uh, geopolitical, you know, the war in Re- Ukraine, if uh, Iran does something, if North Korea does something, if China invades Taiwan, there's there's all those risks. There's still all the supply side issues being created with China and their shutdowns over there uh, with it as well. And you could see a lot of backlash uh, over some of these things as well, too. And so there's, there's, there's a lot of factors that he goes through uh, right now that, you know, we could see like political backlash, there's the whole inequality debate, you know, every, you know, wealthier getting wealthier, poorer getting poorer. Uh, All of these conditions that we're talking about here with what the Fed is doing is going to cause that problem to get worse. So how much political backlash is there going to be there? And how much is that going to cause problems in the economy and force governments to try and spend money by like canceling student loan debt or something like that, which just, Exacerbates the problem, in my opinion. But Matt, you, you had the unenviable task this week of finding the articles that were more optimistic and their outlook about the economy. So what did you find? So,
2: you know, Robert, we read a lot of articles, and we always skim through the headlines. Mm-hmm. And they like to kind of do a bait and switch, have a rosy headline or a Dr. Doom headline. And the one I got was from the Wall Street Journal, Journal. The U.S. economy is booming, so why are economists worried about recession? And it was kind of interesting, some of the stuff that came in there. I mean, you look at some of the stats, 90% of the job loss that we had from the pandemic were back up and running. Um, unemployment rate is at 3.6%, which is almost a uh, record low. Yeah, yeah almost getting close to that record low. Mm-hmm. But yet, there's that fear out there. Um, employers are adding hundreds of thousands of jobs, and they can't even find the people that they want to fill those positions. So mm-hmm. why are we worried about this when everything seems rosy on that side? Mm-hmm. And that is that is probably the best argument that is out
1: there right now. The job market is very strong right now uh as well. And wages and, and are point, rising. Yeah, wait, wages are rising. But as we talked about a couple weeks ago, they're not rising faster than inflation, which contributes to those inequality problems and contributes to people's lifestyle contracting. It also pushes people push off major purchases when those things happen. No, I don't want to buy that right now because I need to make sure I can afford my groceries and I don't know how much more expensive that's going to get along with my electric bill, along with my gas bill, along with everything else that goes along with just being a responsible, mean, uh, you know, we call it adulting, you know, me and my wife, that's, you know, we're, we're adulting this weekend, we're, we're going to be <laughs> going to Lowe's and Home Depot's and all those and, and, and just adulting all weekend and looking at bathroom fixtures instead of out there uh, doing other things. So, but in any case, the, these things do push things off. But the job market is strong. Retail sales are strong. But you have to put it in perspective. Retail sales are growing and they grew by almost 3%. But when retail sales are growing by 3% and there's 8% inflation, okay, that means people aren't buying as many things as they were before. So that's even even though they're growing, is I don't know that that would still be what I'd consider a positive sign right now as well, too. So all of these things factor in, but what else did you see? I know there, there were some charts or something that they, that, uh, they, they put out there. Who was it? The, um, uh, it was Yahoo Finance or no, Business Insider uh, that, that put together an article on some, some charts there. Uh,
2: you know, I think they're a little bit more optimistic about Russia and Ukraine not doing as much damage. I think everybody's been optimistic, and that's just slowly drug on longer and longer, and we don't know. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen from that? And like you mentioned, Iran and China and North Korea. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything's possible right now. And that's what kind of, I think, scares the markets. Mm -hmm. Market doesn't mind if there's a reason for it to go up and down. They hate uncertainty. And that's Mm -hmm. what we have right now.
1: And and I think the people out there, you probably hate the uncertainty in your investments and your ability to retire and all that. And this is why we talk so much about our Clear Retirement Solution. If you don't know what's going on in your portfolio, you tend to be more stressed and you tend to worry a little bit more about what could happen. The only way to alleviate that concern is to start learning and getting answers to your questions. So the Clear Retirement Solution there is to help you answer some of these questions. How much income can you spend when you retire? What would happen if either you or your spouse passed away? Would they still have enough income after that happened? Uh, What about your investments? How much fees are you paying? How much risk are you in there? Are are, are you allocated in a way that maybe not be suited for the current environment and economic and market environments that we're in right now? What about your taxes? Are you you doing things over there that are causing you to pay unnecessarily higher taxes? We want that efficiency is what we're looking for. Uh, Healthcare too, that's expensive. We all Know that we've done plenty of shows talking about it. What options do you have? And, you know, ultimately, can they fit into your budget to make sure that you're provided for and protected uh, as best as you can? And last but not least, legacy. No one, dies. like most people will say when I meet with them, You know, Robert, you know, I'm not trying to save my money for my kids. You know, if I die, I want the money to go to them, but I'm not trying to, you know, leave a bunch to my kids. So I'm not as worried about legacy. And, you know, the question I normally bring up is, okay, when you die, would you rather have the money go to your kids or the money go to the government? answer answer's pretty straightforward. I think I, I've yet to hear anyone pick the government. I'll say uh, someone will surprise me one day. I guess maybe they don't like their kids that much and they pick the government over them. But most people would say no. I'd rather it go to my kids. So or charity or whatever your choice is there. So if you care about it going to the right place, then you care about legacy planning. And the Clear Retirement Solution is there to help you see how you stack up the good, the bad, and the ugly in all five of these key areas of retirement planning. And all you need to do to start the complimentary process is call 330-804-0123. It's the weekend. I don't make my staff work on the weekend. So feel free. Leave us a message. We will call you
2: back on Monday. But 330-804-0123. Robert, in my article from the New York Times, one of the things that I kind of found funny is economists, however, are notoriously terrible at predicting recessions. Mm -hmm. And look at all the articles we're seeing, especially earlier, a couple months ago, you've seen probably 50-50 split. It's going to be a recession. No, we're good. Now it's starting to change a little bit as we're getting further out there
1: mm-hmm. and uh, you always have to question the source and look at their credentials and uh, you know if it's someone that you take seriously and it's like hey I anytime I read an article by someone and I'm like wow, they actually did a good job of like presenting both sides and giving perspective and sharing the reasons why they believe what they do. And they, they don't use unnamed sources or things like that. You know, I, I try and remember their names. So that way, whenever I see something else they've written, I try and follow those journalists because I know at least they're trying to give me usable information and good perspective on there as well. But yeah, economists, you know, as uh, I think it's, uh, I can't remember. what I don't know
2: was. about you. My crystal ball broke yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm a little frustrated. Yeah, I know. It's it's never the way you want it to go. It
1: never works out that way. But you know, you've got to be looking at what's going on and then looking at your portfolio and saying, okay, what do I actually own? You know, what's in here? And a lot of people don't even know that. And I don't want you to feel bad because honestly, the people that don't know what's in their portfolio. Y'all are in the majority, okay? Most people don't know what's inside their portfolio. But once you start to understand what you have and what options you have to make changes, then you start to feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more confident about what's going on uh, and your ability to weather some of these storms that we may have coming up. But there are other options out there. And this is something we're going to talk about in the bonus segment for all of our podcast listeners out there. Um, But- Uh, You want to make sure that you understand what's going on in your portfolio. So uh, I know a lot of people out there are looking at different assets and different things. And we even talked about this on one of our previous shows in that, you know, if your 401ks are dropping or even say your pension is dropping and you retire next year, did you actually make any money by working this year? Right. You know, it's, it's it's a valid question. And a lot of people don't realize that their pensions are based off of a lot of what's happening in the bond market, which the bond market's getting beat up right now as well, too. And it may take your pension a lot longer to recover to the level that it is right now. So yeah, these bonds are, the times, are not
0: looking good and they haven't no. been good in a while. Yeah.
1: So, you know, obviously there's some bonds that are doing well, not all, you know, there's good and bad in everything out there. So we don't want to, you know, just typecast anything. But realistically, uh, if you're losing that pension money, it may make sense to look at retiring right now, because like I met with someone recently and their pension is based off the valuations of bonds from August of the previous year. So for 2022, the valuation of his pension is based off of where bonds were in August of 2021. Well, that's great. That was before a lot of the bad things started happening in that in that area. So, if he waits till next year and his pension's based off of the bond market where it is in August of this year, we saw that it, based on his estimates, he was giving up seventy thousand dollars on his pension by waiting one year to retire. Why would he do that? right like why i mean realistically there there's there's reasons i'm sure there there's always reasons but you know you have to be able to look at these things whether it's your pension estimate your social security your investments and the clear retirement solution is there to help you understand what you have going on in all these areas plus so many more, it's a complimentary process that we walk you through. So you're not being charged when you come meet with us to go through this process and understand where you stand, where we make our money is eventually, you know, once we see what's going on in yours, if it's a good fit where we actually, it makes sense for us to start managing some of your money. That's when we make our money, you know, but up until that time, we're doing all this work upfront and complimentary because we want you to understand that we're here to help you first and foremost, right? Right.
0: And you know what? We're out of time for today's show, at least for the radio segment. Let our listeners know one more time, Robert, how they can get a hold of you before we go. Real easy phone number,
1: 330-804-0123. Or you can visit us on the web, myprism, P-R-I-S-M, wealth.com.
0: All right. And that does it for today's episode of the Wealth of Ohio Show and Podcast. Stay tuned for our bonus podcast segment. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dardaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call three three zero. 804-0123 or visit them
3: online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prism Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. And
0: welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, Robert Dodaro and special guest host, uh, once again, Matt Gilbert. Now, Robert, we're in the bonus section of the podcast of the show Uh, only our podcast listeners can hear this section. And uh, you mentioned a couple of times you, you, you have something you want to cover today.
1: Well, yeah. So we want to talk a little bit about, you know, what options there are. So in the show we talked about, you know, are, are we headed for a recession? Are we headed for stagflation? Are, you know, or are things better than what we think? And, you know, on the on the downside, obviously there's you know the, the economy's already contracted in the first quarter. The Federal Reserve's doing all kinds of crazy things with uh, the the their balance sheet and printing money and not printing money anymore, and that's causing havoc in there. Geopolitical tensions globally between Russia and Ukraine that could lead to other conflicts out there. Supply side shortages. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be concerned right now with what's going on in the markets and the economy. However, you know, on the plus side, Matt, you did raise some good points. You know, the job market markets doing really well. Corporate profits are doing very well right now as well too, and the employment situation is looking pretty good as well too. So and, and retail sales as well. So there are some pluses out there, but you know, as time goes by, we'll see how things play out. I mean, this time last year we were talking about what was it? a transitory inflation and all that as well. And uh, you know, hi- hindsight now says whoever said transitory a year ago, I always say I pay attention to the names of the articles that I read, you know, right?
0: Well, Well, you know what? I read an article. I remember the Fed. Mm -hmm. The Fed said, oh, this is just transitory.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I... uh I know most people get upset whenever political leaders mislead and things like that uh but I also understand that there's times where they have to mislead you know as well too but uh, the sure. Fed's job is to you know try and describe without manipulating things uh, as best as they can and uh, either they got it really wrong on that one uh, or they didn't account for things and uh who was it uh one of my one of my favorite authors uh Joseph Nye uh he was he's a professor at Harvard or at least he was at the time Uh, you know, he talked about when, especially we talk about economists being wrong in their forecasts and all that. Uh, He said, anyone can paint like the rosiest of pictures or the the, the grimmest and gloomiest of predictions about what's going to happen in the future. And they will always be 100% right because those predictions are based on events that have not happened yet. Okay. So what they're saying, and when he says transitory, well, he may not have factored in them passing an additional, uh, stim- not the stimulus, the uh, the infrastructure bill, you know, at the Times of saying that, or the extra spending from the, was it the rescue plan that the President Biden did when he first got in office. So, you know, those things did contribute to the problems that we see right now, definitely. Not to say they're the biggest or the littlest, but there definitely was a contributing factor. You can argue till your face is blue as to how big of a factor they were, but yeah, I don't think anyone out there would say that they did didn't have an impact on the inflation we're seeing right now.
2: I read an article one time. That if you're playing the manipulation game, use the stat 40%. There's a 40% chance of a recession. So Mm -hmm. if a recession does happen, it's like, hey, it's close. It's just a little off. And then if it doesn't happen, you've protected yourself because you're down. (laughs) Matt, I like where your head's at. I like
1: that. We're we're right 40% of the time, all
2: of the time. Or like uh, Cleveland weather. Uh Oh, goodness. Cloudy chance of rain every day. But
1: let me, (laughs) and I'll also say this, like, I would never, like my job is stressful. I mean, helping people with their money. I mean, we're there whenever health issues come up, when someone passes away, uh, you know, ultimately we're there to help people put the pieces back together a lot of times in there. So it's very stressful uh, that we deal with what we go through is nothing compared to what these Federal Reserve people have to go through. Like, if you think their job is all sunshine and rainbows, and they're just sitting back drinking their tea and crumpets or something like that. Oh, no, I mean, like, I would probably have a stroke by the age of like 45 or 50. If that was my job, you know, in there, because it is very, very, I mean, you control so many things that really, you don't have that much control over, Uh, you can influence them and push them in certain directions. But, uh, you know, in the end, there's a lot of guessing that has to be done,
2: but what about the statement "Don't fight the Fed"? Hmm. Don't fight it. Well, I mean, yeah, because yeah. I remember I was looking at things. Pandemic happened. All the reports economically were coming out looking terrible, mm-hmm. and the Fed started printing money, and it's like they just took the market and ran with it, and it didn't stop. Well, I mean, there
1: was also the government spending. So there's monetary policy and there's fiscal policy as well, too. So there's government spending and there's Fed spending. And in response, we did both. You know, we did a lot of both. And when you have that much spending going on uh, and giving people extra money, stopping it where they don't have to pay their rents, making it to where they don't have to pay their student loans, people have a lot more money. We saw that in the amount of money that was in commercial banks that went through the roof in 2020. So while we're in the middle of all this craziness, people got way more money in their pockets. It's part of the reason why retail sales are still strong right now is because people are still willing to spend those higher prices. Eventually, that's going to run out. Like that there's going to be a time and who knows what day the Fed's not going to know exactly like, oh, it's going to be on uh, July 28th that the people are going to finally not want to spend on this anymore. So there's always a guessing factor. But what we've seen and the assets that we are finding right now uh, where people are more comfortable, we'll say right now, a lot of people have been buying property. And then there's a lot of people who have been in fixed or indexed
2: annuities during this time that have been comfortable as well, too. Well, Robert, mm -hmm. I came from the markets side. Mm -hmm. Anytime I heard the word annuity, all my market friends at the time were saying, no, never get into an annuity. Mm -hmm. How do you say... Fixed index annuities and kind of well. So out.
1: let's 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 be clear here. There's fixed annuities. There's fixed indexed annuities, and then there are variable annuities. So whenever you're talking to a market person, they're probably talking about variable annuities. And variable annuities are where you're actually putting your money in the market. Okay. If you're using a variable annuity to put money in the market, in a lot of cases, you're paying a lot more fees than you normally would be. And that was uh, one of their arguments. You know, with that as well too. And uh, you're paying these extra fees for extra guarantees. Like I want to have a guaranteed lifetime income. Uh, I want to guarantee a death benefit that continues to grow. Uh, So you normally give up a lot of the growth in your money to these fees in order to guarantee yourself higher income or, you know, a higher death benefit on your money when you pass away. So Everybody has their own preferences on this, but usually variable annuities, those are products that I tell people you wanna do a little extra homework on and make sure that you're using them the right way. There's always a place and a purpose for every product in there. I see a narrower scope of purpose for variable annuities fixed and indexed annuities those are not investment products those are insurance products okay those are offered by insurance companies and the idea with a fixed annuity is it's like you're in a cd you know you're in there for three years you're going to make a guaranteed three four percent whatever the rate is at the time you know you're going to get that every single year when the term is up it renews for a different rate or you can cash out at that time uh Index annuity says, "Ah, I don't want to be locked in at 3%. I want to maybe make a little bit more money if I can. So instead of being locked in at 3% every year, you say, okay. I'm okay if I make zero in some years, but whenever the market does grow, I want to make more in those years. And maybe you see seven, 10, 12. I mean, I've seen people make really big returns in some years on some of their index annuities. It's it, 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 it There's luck involved in some cases in that. I'm not going to act like it's all just, you know, sunshine and rainbows over there too, but- With those products, your money's protected if the market goes down. Uh, You're making money uh, either through a fixed option or when the market's going up, you're making money and participating in those gains. You can normally take 10% of the account out every year, usually after the first year. They bypass probate. They have protections from lawsuits and bankruptcy built into them as well, too. They're some of the most protected assets you can buy if you're talking about fixed and indexed. But if you're talking to a market person, they're probably
2: talking about variable. So I always say vocabulary matters on here as well. So, yeah. yeah. Can't you have those guarantees you mentioned earlier on fixed yes. or indexed annuities? So you
1: can also add those death benefit and lifetime income riders on there. And that's when you will start being charged fees on those products. Some are built in for free. Not all of them charge a fee, but most of them charge a fee in order to add those on there. Typically, I don't like using those. I don't like paying the extra fees because uh, my family's done used annuities for over 30 years. So we're pretty confident in the fact that you can grow your money using the annuity without the guarantee. and. And get the same results that you would if you paid for the guarantee. But the big difference is when you die and you're not using the guarantee money stays with your family. If you go all that guaranteed route and you die early, you could be losing out on a whole bunch of money, and I don't like the odds. I don't like the prospect of that, you know, as well. Like I don't even want that to be an option when I'm working with someone. So we do our best to remove those options from the plans and find other ways of generating income because that's what annuities are for. They're there for generating income to help you make sure that you can get your monthly check no matter what's going on in the markets or the economies and things like that. So you have to know them. You have to do your research on the companies. There's good ones and there's bad ones and there's well. But when you compare it to other options, like what are the other options out there where you're going to be keeping your money protected when the market's going down? You know, a lot of people turn to commodities or even properties, right? Like we've had a lot of people who own real estate uh, and everything. And they're like, well, I'm not worried about inflation because if inflation goes up, the property values are going to go up. I'm going to be making money while that happens. Meanwhile, I can be collecting rent or something. OK, well, the problem with that, right, what's what's the, the, the problem is we talked about stagflation, right? That's where inflation is going up while we're in a recession and there's problems in the labor market. OK, we've already met two of those three criteria with where we are right now. The GDP has shrunk uh, and inflation is through the roof right now. If we have problems in job markets and you own a bunch of property, what you're going to find is the value of your property is going up. So the taxes on your property are going up. Meanwhile, you could have tenants that can no longer afford rent uh, because they've lost their job or something else to where you may have a property that you're going to have to find a way to get extra money so you can keep that property without having to borrow to keep that property. So there are risks even on that side. And just like annuities, the risk with an annuity, if you're talking about fixed and indexed annuity, inflation is a risk over there. You need something that can keep it protected and give you the ability to outpace inflation. And I'm not going to say all indexed annuities are perfect perfect at this i'm just saying they give you some of the best odds in my opinion to be able to keep it protected from the
2: market dropping and give you an interest rate that can outpace inflation so basically you're telling me all options out there always have a, some sort of risk mm-hmm. but it's whether that risk fits into your own personal risk tolerance beware anyone
1: who says there's no risk. Like anyone who tells you there's no risk in this, there's always a risk in anything you do. There's good, there's bad, there's trade-offs in there. And to me, that would be a red flag. Like if someone's like, oh, no matter what you're doing, like that's over promissory. That's something where you can get in trouble for it in our industry if you do things like that uh, as well. So, But there is always a risk. And if they're not properly explaining that risk to you, again, it's about advice. Like I want to be able to trust the advice that I am being given no matter who I'm working with. You know, when when someone gives me advice, uh, if they're if they're not giving me, you know, the pluses and the minuses and they're only telling me the good, then I start to wonder what their agenda is realistically. So instead of advice, they're salesmen. Yeah. Well, you could say that, you know, I mean, there's there's advisors, there's salesmen, there's specialists, there's there's all kinds of different people you can meet with. Uh, Usually you can spot the salesman pretty quickly because they're trying to sell you something the first time they meet you. Here's a product, you know, I think you should buy it right away. It makes total sense for you. These are complicated decisions. You know, when to take Social Security. Should you be doing Roth conversions? Uh, How are you going to draw your income and which accounts are you going to draw your income from? If you went to it, like the best analogy I like to use with people is like, let's just say you go to the doctor's office and you're like, doctor, my tummy hurts. What's wrong with me? And the doctor looks at you for two seconds, looks you up and down, gives you a good look over and doesn't ask any questions or anything. But he says, you know what? I got it. It's your gallbladder. We got to take that bad boy out. Are you ready for surgery right now? Let's go. Right. Are you going to trust that doctor's opinion? Like, are you going to be like, okay, you know, let's go knock me out. I'm ready for you to cut me open. You know, no, you're going to be like, can I get a second opinion? right? And even if you have a doctor that you're talking to where you trust their advice, sometimes it's still good to get a second opinion anyways. And that's why we do things like the Clear Retirement Solution. Even if you have someone you're working with, we'll run our analysis. We don't charge you for it. We'll tell you what we see, the good and the bad and the ugly. And, you know, a lot of times it's good. You know, I mean, I'll just say, hey, you know, what you got there is working. You might want to do a couple things over here to help out. But overall, you're on a pretty good path right now. There's not too many new things you need to do isn't that great to hear? Not only do you have a professional who's working well for you, but you had another professional confirm that they're working well for you. I can start to feel even more confident about those things. So the point being is, is that if you're uncertain about what's going on in the world, in the markets, how it's impacting your portfolio, how it could impact your ability to retire comfortably, then we're here to help you. And we do that with our Clear Retirement Solution. It's a process where you meet with me, complimentary process, so there's no charge to go through this process, where you can meet with me in either Worcester or Wadsworth. Or we can do a Zoom meeting too, but face-to-face is always better in my opinion. You get to know each other better that way. But in any case, we'll get together. We'll we'll gather some information from you, and then we'll get back together a couple weeks later, and we're going to tell you exactly how you stack up the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of your ability to be prepared for retirement with your income, your investments, your tax-efficient strategies, your healthcare planning, and your legacy planning. Because all five of these things can cost you a lot of money in retirement if you're not prepared and not understanding the rules and how they work. So if you want to start that process, you need to call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330 804 0123. Quick reminder, we will have a social security workshop over at the OARDC. You can register for this at uh, myprismwealth.com on our events page. It's going to be on Tuesday, June 8th, and Wednesday, Oh, sorry, Tuesday, June 7th, Wednesday, June 8th, at 6 p.m. at the Schischler Center at the OARDC here in Worcester. Uh, And again, all you need to do is call 330-804-0123. We can get you signed up for the workshop. We can get you signed up to come meet with me, or we can sign you up for our weekly email list. So that way, all these articles we talk about, you can get a copy of them and look them over yourself and see what your thoughts are. We always love questions about these things too. So, But I think that's about all the time we have for our bonus segment. You got a little extra bonus this week. But thank you to all of our listeners. We always appreciate those who turn into this Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. And we will see you next
3: week with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.